Today, I would like to talk about fishing. I know you're probably asking yourself, how is fishing related to me selling my business? Well, if you stay with me for a bit, um, I'll explain the correlation between fishing and how it could have a potential major impact or disruption on your business or even an impact when you're looking to sell. Um, we've all likely tried fishing some point in our lives, you know, whether with a family vacation, summer camp, group of friends, etc. You know, fishing is a sport of patience, right? You get your worm, your lure, your fly, and you cast it in the water and you wait. Eventually, you get a tug on the line. Maybe it comes out easily, or maybe you have a struggle, but eventually you get to fish and it's slopping around at your feet. And to your disappointment, the fish may be too small, it may be too big, it may be out of season, or it may not be a fish at all. So you unhook it, you throw it back in, and you start to process all over again. Well, let's take a look from a different perspective. What if you're the fish, right? You're in your element, swimming around, minding your own business. You kind of look up and you see this shiny lure at the top of the water. And you go up and you grab it. Next thing you know, you're pulled out of the water. You're out of your element. You're flopping around. You're totally stressed out. And you don't know what happened to you. If you're lucky, the person that caught you unhooks you and throws you back in. And you go about your business trying to figure out what the heck just happened to me. Well, that's kind of what's going on in the current state of the market, which we'll touch base in more detail what the market looks like in a future episode. But today you are having a large number of buyers that are out there casting, trying to get you on a hook so they can have a conversation with you. And... The problem with that is, is that you don't know who these buyers are or what they bring to the table, whether you should have this conversation. And it distracts you from running your business day to day. You know, I started this uh, podcast, um, I think the spring of 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic. The market was, M&A market was frozen in a deep dive. Nothing was happening. If you were fortunate and you closed your deal, you know, pre March 15th, congratulations. If your deal was scheduled to close after that or you got delayed, it either got terminated or put on hold for an extended period of time. So buyers today are out there and um, looking for deal flow. And they're being very particular about what they're looking for, but they're trying to get as many conversations going as possible. And when I started this podcast, I, I, I developed it, the ins and outs of selling a business, from a perspective to provide information, case studies, and uh, ways for you to look at things when you're ready to sell, whether it's today, tomorrow, or three years down the road, is give you the basics, things that you should think about or prepare for before you're ready to sell your company. And so today, we're going to talk a little about what's happening is that, is that, all that money is still sitting out there and the buyers are starting getting, getting pressure from either their investors 
or um, the companies they work for, et cetera. They're like, we need to, we need to make some acquisitions. So, you know, kick up the pace. So I can tell you from, personally from our, our business that the number of inquiries we're getting on a daily basis has increased multiple folds, three folds, four folds, 10 folds. On a weekly basis, we get hundreds of inquiries. Hey, what do you got in market? What do you got coming to market? This is what we're looking for. Keep us in mind, right? But from a seller perspective, your perspective, you don't want to be distracted by someone that says, hey, here's the shiny object and here's a quick exit from my business. I can tell you from experience, when you're selling a company, it's a integral, deep process that's highly emotional, very detailed, very coordinated. A lot of things have to come together from both the buyer side to seller side to get to a successful transaction. So there's really no easy route to, to an exit. It's got to be properly planned and it has to be executed in a way to get you what you're looking for long term, right? Understanding your goals and objectives and finding the right buyer that's right fit for my business. You know, we've used this analogy in the past. Are you going to get in a car with someone you don't know that's going to take you to a meeting, the most important meeting of your life, you're not sure how you're going to get there? Or are you going to get behind the wheel or with someone like Osage Advisors, uh, you know, an M&A investment bank that's going to drive the bus on your behalf and you're going to dictate the terms and how you're going to get there so you have a successful trip. Today, there's all kinds of buyers out there. And one of the things we addressed way back when, I think it was maybe our first episode, is the types of buyers. So we're all getting the phone calls, right? You're getting calls from, hey, we got buyers for your business. Hey, I represent so-and-so. We'd like to talk to you about maybe buying your business um, or directly from a company that you compete with um, or is in your industry. We like to have a conversation and buyers come in all shapes and sizes. So knowing the type of buyers, knowing their intent, why are they calling you are very important. We always said when we started the podcast, don't pick up the phone until you're ready to go, right? And if you do pick up the phone, all of a sudden you're kind of like distracted, but who is this buyer? You know, a lot of, a lot of talk these days about private equity firms. But private equity comes in all shapes and sizes now. It's like, you know, 20, 25 years ago, there was, there was maybe 1,000 equity firms in this country. Now there's, what, four or 5,000? Uh, you know, private equity could be a committed fund. It means they have capital to buy your business. But are they looking to partner with you? Meaning you need to stay on with the company long term to grow it? Or do they want to tuck you into a portfolio company they own so you become part of a bigger, large organization, which may not be of interest to you? Are they an independent sponsor type of equity fund? Which means that they got to go out and raise capital for each deal that they get under letter of intent. Which means that that could delay the process to get the funding to do the deal. Are they a family office? I mean, family offices back in the day, like names like, you know, Rockefellers, Gettys, Mellons, et cetera, they would invest. They would be investors in private equity funds. Now, these family offices have their own private equity arm. And there's not like a couple family officers, there's hundreds of family offices out there looking to do their own deals. Patient capital, they really don't want to exit long-term. So is that something you want to be involved with? You got these search funds. There's individuals that are back, that come out of you know uh, Stanford or Princeton or Harvard, 
and they are they have investors that they have lined up to help them buy one business that they're going to run. But when they get someone like you under LOI, they have to go back to their investors and pass the hat to see whether or not they want to invest with this company. It may not happen. You know, certainty of close is paramount. We always say that. And then, of course, you have individuals who are out there who may have come taken a package from a corporation or decided they want to buy a business. Do they have the wherewithal? How are they going to get financing? Are they ready to personal guarantee the loans? They're going to look for you to take back paper. These are all kinds of questions you should be asking these buyers. Our recommendation is you know, don't pick up that phone, right? Is that is to properly prepare yourself for the exit strategy when you're ready to make a deal. It is critical that you are your financial house is in order, operations, sales and marketing, your IT, all the way down. There's a, a complete list of things. And you may be ready to go, but you got to think when you're, when you're ready to make that decision to sell, it's going to be a 9 to 12-month process. It's just that's how integral the things are these days. So there's no real what we call easy exits. So we always believe in, you know, you owe it to yourself to test the market. You and your family have worked your whole lives, whether you're first generation, second generation, third generation business. And when you're ready to sell the company, you need options. And the only way to get options is to test the market through a competitive process so you have multiple buyers of very different backgrounds or objectives so you can make an informed decision on who's the best buyer for my business, who creates the best value. I mean, your phones are ringing. The emails are coming. I mean, I'll give you a couple of examples. And we have a client that we sold a couple of years ago. And before he signed up with us, he was in negotiations with the buyer for almost a year. I called him up based on a referral. He says, hey, I got a buyer lined up. I said, okay. And I asked him a lot of questions. I said, great for you, but, you know, this is just from my perspective, my experience do they have the wherewithal to do the deal? What value are they bringing to the table? Um, are they is the offer of market value? Is it in current market? Are they looking to buy you at an opportunistic buyer at a discount to market? You know, when are you scheduled to close? And he really couldn't answer those questions, and so this kind of dragged on literally for almost a year, and he finally called up the buyer and says, "When are we closing the deal?" Now you got to remember. Here's a president, late 60s, got 50 employees, trying to run a business, and he's got this in his buzz in his ear every morning about what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. The stress level was through the roof, right? So at the end of the day, he said, well, you know, we looked at your deal, and we still kind of like the company, but we really can't pay you all that money up front now. We'd like to maybe pay you half up front, and then you and your partners take back a seller note. And so all of a sudden, a year into it, he's like, I didn't sign up for this. This is not what I committed to. And so we terminated the deal and came with us. And we sold the company within the next year. But it was a very stressful time for him and his partner and their families. And those are the type of things we want our clients to avoid. I mean, the emotions are going to come no matter what when you're selling. I mean, this is a lifetime decision for, for you. And you want to do it the right way. And the best way to do it is to properly plan, 
hire a team around you, which includes an investment banker like Osage, includes a strong M&A attorney, um, uh, a strong accounting firm um, that maybe get a sell-side qual of earnings so you have good, strong financials that no surprises. Obviously, your wealth manager is critical to this, understanding your tax situations. Try to keep the unknowns to a minimum. Things will pop up in a transaction, but picking up the phone now to talk to somebody when you're not prepared that's going to take you out of your element is something that we strongly advise against. It's important for you to control the narrative with the proper team behind you. So from our perspective, to use an analogy or metaphor, you know, don't take the bait. You know, don't pick up the phone. You know, reach out to a good advisor to help you guide you through that process. Um, my name is Keith D. I'm president of Osage Advisors. Uh, thank you for being with uh, us today in our podcast. If you, uh, if you enjoyed it, please feel free to subscribe on our YouTube channel. If you want to learn more about Osage Advisors, you can visit us at our website at osageadvisors.com. Feel free to shoot me an email at kdee at osageadvisors.com or pick up the phone and give me a call at 860-767-3273, extension 1001. Thanks again for being with us and have a great day. Thank you.